Hey, this is Randy Mortensen, and I'm on a mission to crush the stigma. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my friend, Scott Ferguson. Hey, 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 it's Time to Shine Today podcast time. It's Scott Ferguson, and today I have a really good friend of mine, Randy Mortensen. Uh, he's going to talk to us about his passion for crushing the stigma. And his stigma really has to do with substance abuse and how it needs to be recognized as a true disease like anything else that's out there. Randy's went through a lot of tragedy in his life. Wait till you hear the stories, what happened with his family, about his journey, about how he was able to still move forward and level up. He touches so many lives. He's always leveling up, and I cannot wait for you to hear from Randy. So for without further ado, here's my good friend, Randy Mortensen. Hey, hey, time to shine today, squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and thank you so, so much for coming on to an interview with my friend, Randy Mortensen. He has so many, I, I vetted out his past, and he's going to have so many knowledge nuggets that's going to help you level up every aspect of your life. Randy is a guide for talented management professionals whose drive has let them down a path of destructive and compulsive behaviors. Randy's been sober 29 plus years. Kudos to you, brother. With a background in finance and energy, he's a former, former vice president of 50 billion, that's a B billion, gas and electric, electric utility company with enough evidence to convict him of being a sub serial entrepreneur. He's an author, popular national and international keynote speaker, founder of Lifestyle Champion Cohort, and the Courageous Recovery Podcast. His passion is to crush the stigma. So that is some serious credentials, Randy. Thank you so much for coming on. If you could introduce yourself to our squad, but first, tell us your favorite color and why. Wow, nobody's ever asked. I haven't been asked that question for a long time. My favorite color is green. Okay. And the why, what I what I typically say, my my gift of sarcasm would typically say because that's the color of money. Money. Uh, <laughs> but it's also the the one of the one of the colors of my high school uh, sports team. Okay. Was, my, those colors were green and white. Okay. So uh, those are the two reasons why green is typically my my favorite color. That's my Michigan State Spartans color. Too. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> that. yes, 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 yes. So let's go back to the origins, Randy. I mean, I, I know that you've been sober going on close to 30 years. We don't we can start wherever you want, but I really want to know the origin of what started to make Randy Mortensen. And by the way, folks, it's Mortensen. <laughs> S-C-N is Danish. If it's S-O-N, it's Norwegian, correct? That's that's what I've been told. OK, yeah. great. But give us the origins of Randy Mortensen, please. Well, I, some, a lot of, a lot of my friends know it's dangerous to give me the microphone, uh, <laughs> but, but here's, here's the, here's the short version. Uh, actually grew up in the great state of Minnesota. Uh, I was born in Iowa. If we were in the upper, if we were in the upper Midwest, I would say I was born in the ice cream capital of the world. Oh, but you being from Michigan, you probably don't know that. Uh, no. That's where Wells Blue Bunny ice cream is from, mm. is Lamar, Lamar's, Iowa, is wow. where I was born. That's amazing. And moved to rural southwestern Minnesota when I was a small child. 
And what I, what I often share in, in this sort of a setting is, is we had 3,000 pigs. And oh. one of my jobs growing up was to clean the hog house. And what the most valuable lesson from that experience is don't bite your fingernails. <laughs> oh, yuck. <laughs> Which resonates so, with our time right now, folks. It's March 24th, and we're all kind of self-isolating right now. Yeah, but we are. I digress. Yeah, Please, yeah. So, so then to, to continue, um, actually had my first drink, my first beer when I was 13. And, and it, was, it was very interesting because it was more the exhilaration of getting away with it, I didn't get caught. And so, so in my high school years, I was, I was fortunate to be a pretty decent athlete. I was, uh, if you ask my 87 year old mom, she would tell you I was a superstar baseball player okay. <laughs> and, uh, came from a great family. My dad was, was a successful businessman, uh, stay at home mom and had great parents, but yet the the joy of drinking was there despite uh, uh, just having a great a great home life and went into the banking industry uh, played baseball in college and went into the banking industry six months into the banking industry my dad died mm. of a massive stroke after open heart surgery he was forty five so that kind of set me off into a tailspin I'm six months into my banking career the reason I went into banking was dad wanted to buy a bank. And that's what we were going to do. So, so it had married the homecoming queen, uh, you know, my high school sweetheart. And life was, I, I, had, I had everything. But yet there was this dirty little secret called Randy liked to drink. And okay. on the outside, you would have never known anything was wrong with me. On the inside, I was a mess because it's the guilt and shame that oftentimes holds us back. Sure. And I didn't like who I was. So... If I speed up a, a, a bit, there was a, a time I was now in my second marriage because my drinking and poor choices had broken up my first marriage. We were at a place on, on the river in uh, northwest Iowa. My five-year-old son began vomiting this green stuff, and he was crying out, Dad, help me. You know, I don't feel good. And, and so we rushed him to the emergency room. He was just doubled over in excruciating pain. And there was an emergency room physician that had worked 36 hours straight and we didn't, we weren't ever able to prove it, but there was a lot of evidence to say that the only reason he was able to work 36 hours straight is he was high on crack. And so he did the math wrong in the bed sheet. Two ER nurses refused to administer the dosage uh, that uh, he gave him. So instead of pushing two milliequivalents of potassium, he pushed 20 mil equivalents of potassium and killed my five-year-old son. I'm sorry, Randy. And so he would be 37 now. Um, and, and so what I say often is my poor choices, <clears throat> excuse me, my, my poor choices cost me relationships and hundreds of thousands, probably millions of dollars. But the poor choices of that one man cost me the life of my son. Absolutely. And so 95% of parents who lose children end up divorced. So that took me down my second divorce. Um, so again, my business life was good. My personal life was a mess. I didn't okay. like who I was. And ultimately ended up moving to Las Vegas because um, I was running, even it's though we sober, had a, right? not, not I yet. I saw it on your Twitter. <laughs> not yet. Not, not, not yet sober. I'm still drinking and, and business was always successful. So 
had a couple of businesses that I that I owned at that time that I could run remotely, ran to Las Vegas. And the part of that story is, is we, we had 1,300 restaurants on the contract in seven states. And some of those were on the West Coast, somewhere in the Midwest. And I was coming home on a flight and there was a connection from Phoenix to Las Vegas. And I opened up my briefcase because I had to get some work done before I got home to Las Vegas. And on my tray table, there were two bottles of scotch. In my briefcase, there were three. And it was then and there that I said, enough. You know, I'm tired of who I am and and so on. I was only going to do recovery treatment once. Uh, So I checked out all the big names, you know, the Betty Fords, the Hazeldens and so on. Ended up going to a center, a 28-day program up in Utah. And what I now realize is the reason God took me to Las Vegas is because it's the only city in the world that you can go to AA meetings four or five, six times a day. And I did. I literally <laughs> everywhere did. there. Right. Yeah, I literally did. And that's how I got sober September 24th of 1990 oh, wow. and uh, ended up marrying a beautiful woman about six months before getting sober. She's one of the driving forces behind why I got sober. And uh, we just recently celebrated 30 years of marriage. Not a coincidence. I've been sober 29 and a half years and married 30. So that's the, that's the history. Um, if you want me to expand, I will, but I'll take a breath now. No, that, 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 that's amazing. Thank you for the, we'll call it a backstory, but I'm really, really sorry for the tragedy that you went through. Um, that God does work in some crazy ways. Um, and I'm, I'm really sorry about the loss of your son. So as we, as you kind of move forward to, you influence so many people being an international speaker and a, and a published author, what was the aha moment to start there? What, what was the aha moment to become a, a speaker and an author? Well, I'll give you one more backstory. Uh, then, so the, the, what allowed me to become the VP of a $50 billion gas and electric utility was after getting sober, we made the decision we wanted to move back to the Midwest. And ultimately moving back to the Midwest, I ended up getting my pilot's license. And I no longer wanted to be in either of the businesses that we owned. I wanted to go sell commercial airplanes. No, corporate jets. Okay. Well, I soon realized I couldn't fly what I wanted to sell. And that was a restriction. So I actually went into the energy world in, in, early ni- in late 1991. And um, we built a very fast-growing company that I was a partner of. We were doing lighting retrofits then. Mm-hmm. We did 600,000 year one, 10 million year two, 20 million year three. Year four, we were, we were on the run rate of doing somewhere between 40 and $50 million. And it's in the Enron era. Anybody with some gray hair knows what that meant. And and so we were actually acquired by that utility in Minneapolis. And uh, um, I was part of the team that worked to merge that with the utility in Denver out of Colorado. Is that as Excel Energy today? So after being successful now living back in Minnesota, um, had an airplane in the hangar, 4,000 square foot house, country club membership. We had... You know, I had accomplished everything that the American dream said that we should accomplish. Sure. Okay. And read a book called From Success to Significance by Lloyd Reeb. It was that book that radically changed my life. And 
what he said in there that really struck me, and Lloyd and I are now personal friends, <laughs> what he said is, he said, your, your life five years after you die is going to be remembered for what? What is there in your life that you're going to be remembered for that has significance? And as I looked at, you know, my wife and I do a, an annual marriage retreat with just the two of us on Labor Day weekend. And, and as I looked at my accomplishments, there was nothing. The bank accounts, the new Mercedes every two years, the airplane in the hangar, the big house, there was nothing of significance there. And so I made a decision to walk away from that very lucrative wow. uh, corporate career. And you were early, sober too. In my early 50s. People thought I had started drinking again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I walked away from that without having a clue what I was going to do. I had no hint. I just knew that there had to be something of significance. So two things that came to light to, to respond to your question. Number one, my, my second son, who, who was born a year after my previous son was overdosed and killed, um, was, was now living with us. As, as my, my wife uh, was able to become the evil stepmom, she did a great job helping with my son. Sure. And he was just struggling with, with life, mm -hmm. basically, hanging around with the wrong crowd and so on. So a couple of my buddies said, why don't you take him to Haiti? And I said, why would I do that? Right. <laughs> and he broke his leg two, two weeks before. He broke his leg snowboarding two weeks before we were supposed to go on a trip to Haiti. So I went up by myself. And it was just mind-boggling, not to over-spiritualize it, but I knew that I knew that I knew that this is what God had been preparing me for my entire life. I could manage people, raise money, do projects and, and so on. So that's how we got to the work that we're doing in Haiti today. Okay. We've been doing work in Haiti for 15 years now. We have 1400 kids in our schools and, and that's a whole nother story. Okay. The flip side was, is that as I left the corporate world, I started a faith-based ministry at a church at that time. that was about a thousand people that was on, um, uh, St. Patrick's Day of 2005 okay. is when we launched it. Today, that that ministry has served somewhere around 20,000 people. Okay. It's now at five locations in, in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Wow, that's That's amazing. where I saw the impact that, that one person could have. Right. Okay, one-on-one. -on -one. And so as I was, as I was looking at leveraging some of my contacts, leveraging some of my corporate speaking experience, it really occurred to me that it's imperative for us as we're building relationships and making an impact to be able to say, I know how you feel. Sure. I felt the same way. Been there, right. Here's the path that I went down and here's who I am today. Okay. And that's the message. And, and as you'll see, the, the, the most common topic of the talk that I give is crushing the stigma, right? Because what's holding us back today in corporate America or in our faith communities or in our families is the stigma. Okay. And, and so if we're going to save lives, if we're going to reduce the $800 billion a year that drugs and alcohol are costing us in America, mm -hmm. it's imperative 
that we see substance use disorders in the same light as other illnesses. So that's the why. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of seeing marriages broken, families torn apart, and, and you know, careers jeopardized because of the stigma. Wow. That's, that, that, that's amazing. The, that's, that's, a, it's crazy that your journey. So with this experience, what do you think makes a great leader? What I, interesting, I love your questions, by the way. Um, one, one of the things that I've learned in, in, in doing sales training is it's imperative that we listen 70% of the time and talk 30%. Okay. So I think it's important for us to be, for a good leader to be, to be a good listener. I also think it's important to be empathetic and it's also important to be willing to empower others to, to, to make mistakes. I mean, you and I, I don't know you well enough yet, um, but you know, I've made so many mistakes over the years that you know, if, if we're relatively intelligent, we hopefully learn from those mistakes. Absolutely, you got to fail forward, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love it that you said that seventy thirty. With and, you know, my mom always told me. Actually, I just put a podcast out Monday about being empathetic and you know, two ears and one mouth for a reason, right? Yes. <laughs> so, yes. with this experience that you've went through, the, the triumphs, the tragedies, everything that you've went through, what? if you could write a letter or even go back in time to say the 18 year old rock star baseball player, as per your mom, Randy, what would you tell him? I think you would have, have that question because I just had a podcast on that very topic oh, right. a couple of, a couple of weeks ago. What, what is it that you wish your, your teenage self would have known? Um, I, I, as I, as I said earlier, I had I had just incredible parents. You know, they showed me the love. They 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 probably gave me a little bit too much freedom, um, but I was sneaky. I I would you know. So what? What? I'm usually the one asking questions. What do I wish I would have known? I I was I was excelling in many things that I was doing, but yet. I wasn't satisfied. So, so I set the bar too high for myself is, is what I would say. And I thought I wasn't good enough. And, and that anybody listening to this that knows me would be surprised to hear me say that, (laughs) but that must've, you know, at the very core of why I was drinking, why I was going through the insanity I was is because I thought, okay, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing good, but you're not doing great. Right. And I think, and I think we as Americans set standards a bit too high sometimes and self expectations sure. a bit too high. And yeah. And they want to bite off so much at once instead of we say, and I was taught this by my mentor in 1999 and I have it right above my desk here is inch by inch. It's a cinch by the yeah. yard. It's hard. So yeah. I just really think that you can set them high, but just expect it's going to take time to get there. Right. I would, I would think that, you know, um, that that's the way we kind of, kind of put that out there, Randy. So let me ask you something in your line of work, being running a $50 billion, help run a $50 billion business, and then starting to 
you, you moved into the coaching and leadership and speaking, you, you talked to a lot of people, correct? So, yes. Okay. So is there any question out there that you wish people would ask you, but they never do? I'll give you a little bit different response. What, what I, what I hear, what I hear so often, it makes my head hurt is, is people will come up to me, talented management professionals, corporate guys or gals, well, successful people, faith, faith community leaders will come up to me and they'll say, Randy, can you help me? And I'll, I'll, I'll say, you know what? It sounds like you're committed. <laughs> it sounds old in the laugh, but it I sounds, get it. Yeah. It sounds like you, you, you really, you, you're finally tired. You're sick and tired of being sick and tired. It sounds like, why haven't you done this in the past? What blows my mind is the, the four words that they say are always the same, no matter what their social status is, their income or education. It's always the same. I don't know how. Right. Makes my head hurt. I don't know how. And that's why I say I have solutions for the I don't know hows, basically. And, and, and so tell me what your question was again. <laughs> no, is there any question? You already answered it, to be honest with you, because okay. people, like, pe- people will come to me and think that I've already made it and I have the, I'm a duck on a pond syndrome. You know, right. where I look really calm on top and underneath, man, I'm going and going and going to stay afloat. And a lot of people will come to me with weak questions. And that's one thing that I was taught when I was younger by my mentors and coaches. And what I pay forward to my, my students is to ask the powerful questions of yourself, period. Right. Never, right. you know, the, everything's a question in life. And I tell this to my squad. I mean, if you're driving down the road and you need to make a left, your mind's firing. Do I put on my blinker? Do I want right. to make so everything's it's the most more powerful questions, but you answered it perfectly. Thank okay. you for that. So we got three, you, you were going to take your cell phone out of this equation. Okay. <laughs> what are three things that Randy Mortensen cannot live without excluding the cell phone? Well, here's three things. And I'll, I'll say these are the three priorities in my life. How's that? Please. The, the three priorities in my life are God's number one, my wife's number two, and my family's number three. That's more and, than enough. And I've said oh. that on stage to when I was being introduced to a group where I went in to do some consulting and I, and I thought, okay, I'm going to be, my contract's going to be terminated. <laughs> but you're a bold to have I, that conviction. I, I love, I'm a man of faith. Yeah. So, yeah, you yeah. know, I, if, I put that up front to people before if, I speak. If you, if you ask me, that's who I am. You know, yeah, good so, for you. So, so those are the, those are the three priorities. I, I think I think the tools today are relationships, mm-hmm. um, and it, and it's 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 just really trust and, and gotcha. integrity and trust is is also critical for me um, because I didn't used to have that. Right. Okay. Gotcha. No chicken wings though, because I I can't live without chicken wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm I'm old enough now where where I say that I used to be able to eat a 16 ounce steak and a couple <laughs> pieces of toast and a baked potato with loaded, and I wouldn't gain a I wouldn't gain an ounce. Today, I eat that 16 pound steak, I gain like two and a half pounds. Right. My metabolism is just gone. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Randy. What is your definition of a life well lived? Making an impact. Living a life of significance, um, 
and and I, I I also I also do a Facebook daily daily post uh, in the title of my forthcoming book. You called me an author, so thank you. It's not released yet. Okay. Uh, the title of that book is "God Took Me to Las Vegas to Get Sober." Right, that's the title. So I actually do a Facebook page there. Uh, every day I do a, a short post on, on a membership site. And any of your listeners that are interested, just ask to be invited because okay. there I talked this morning about joy. And even in this, in the midst of chaos today, there's still joy out there. It's just a matter of, of, of the levels of anxiety and the levels of faith that we have and, sure. and how, how we live. Our, our life because we all have the same 8,760 hours a year. We do, right? It's a, it's a matter of how we live them. So I'm, I'm looking for joy as that ultimate, uh, you know, tool to use. Like you said, a life of significance. That's, that's fantastic. Okay. So we're going to, as we wind it down a little bit, we're, we have a lightning round. You and I could talk for 15, 20 minutes on each one of these questions, but I'm going to give you five, seven seconds max. Got no it. explanations. Just give me the answers. You ready? Maybe. All right. Here we go. <laughs> one, what is the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Relax. Love that. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Too much coffee. All right. Okay. Other than your own website, and of course, time to shine today.com. That's my shameless plug. What other website do you maybe recommend you, even yourself or sending other people to, to help them level up their life? I'd, I would, I would go to one of the podcast channels. Um, okay. you know, one of the podcast directories that I've, I'm really honing in more on, on the tools that are available there. Beautiful. Recommend a book to us other than from success to significance. <laughs> that was what I was just going to say. Another book. There had to have been one when you were younger that boom impacted you. Um, Rick Warren's purpose driven life. Or really? Yes. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Yeah. What yeah. is Randy's favorite charity organization? Probably worldwide no. worldwide village. Gotcha. And last question. What is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? 60s. <laughs> right. I love it. I love it. Okay. So before we sign off, leave the time to shine today squad with one knowledge nugget. Do you want to bury and burrow in for them to take with them? Don't wait until tomorrow to make the change that you know should happen today. Love that. No procrastination. So Randy, where can we find you? RandyMortensen.com. And that's Mortensen, S-E-N. Uh, com is, is the best place. Uh, Courageous Recovery Podcast is, is on Facebook also. That'll and be then, in the show notes, peeps. And as, as I said, the, the daily post that I do to encourage people and challenge people is actually under the title of my forthcoming book, God Took Me to Las Vegas to Get Sober. So, lastly, l tell us a little bit about the Lifetime Champion Cohort, the eight-week executive recovery program. Can you not too in depth, but can you kind of no. give us a 30 yeah. foot view? 30, yeah. Foot. What, what it's intended for. And if you go to my website, there's actually a 21 question assessment. Yes. I saw the, that right. on the okay. front page of that. So that will tell you whether you're eligible for the lifestyle champion cohort. What we have, it's a, it's a weekly, it's eight weeks of 90 minute sessions using this, using zoom technology. 
And what we do is we talk on those calls about, about evaluating where you are, equipping you to move forward, and then how do you enjoy your recovery once you're successful, okay? Wow. So okay. those are the three phases. And I'm actually in this time of uncertainty. It's usually a $2,349 uh, entry fee for that. I'm discounting that by 75% right now because wow. I know there's a lot of people that are struggling with life and, and I, want, I want people to, to sign up for that. So that's why I'm giving a 75% discount right now. Love that. Thank so. you for doing that. Yeah. Great squad. Well, you just had heard a great conversation with me and my friend, Randy Mortensen, who always, he's very humble. He's always leveling up his health, leveling up his wealth. He crushes the stigma and he's always leveling up his life of significance. And Randy, you're part of our squad now. So I'm grateful and blessed that you have came on and shared the valuable knowledge nuggets today. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Have a great, great day, Randy. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.